0: Congregation, the Apostle, the Lord reminds us in his word, in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Your request. Things that you wrestle with. Or whatever you request, by prayer, supplication... With thanksgiving. Casting all your care upon the Lord. Experience through prayer. With all that what what can concern concern us. To experience that the Lord grants. And gives through prayer at times to experience. For thou hast been a strength to the poor and strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge in the storm. That is what prayer does at times. And therefore prayer is important for a Christian. The, the life of prayer. And therefore this night I want to meditate with the help of the Lord, specifically on the theme of prayer, as we find it in Lord's Day 45 of the Heidelberg Catechism, the questions and answers 116 to 119. And tonight's congregation, I will do it in a classical way, if I may say so. And I will just explain the catechism with the Lord's help. Based upon his word and explain in that way the theme of prayer. Well, in question 116, is asked why is prayer necessary for Christians? Because it is the chief part of thankfulness which God requires of us, and also because God will give his grace and Holy Spirit to those only who with a sincere desire, continually ask him them of him, and are thankful for them. Question 117. What are the requisites of that prayer, which is acceptable to God and which he will hear? Three things. First, that we from the heart pray to the one and true God only who has manifested himself in his word for all things, he has commended us to ask him. Secondly, that we rightly and totally know our need and misery, that so we may deeply humble ourselves in the presence of his divine majesty. And thirdly, that we may be fully persuaded that he notwithstanding that we are unworthy of it. Will, for the sake of Christ our Lord, certainly hear our prayer as he has promised us in his word. Question 118 What has God commanded us to ask him? Answer all things necessary for soul and body, which Christ our Lord has comprised in that prayer he himself has taught us. Question 19, what are these words of that prayer? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So the theme for tonight is then the privilege of prayer. The privilege of prayer. Three main thoughts. Why to pray? That is question and answer 116. How to pray? Question and answer 117. And what to pray for? Question and answer 118 and 119. So why how and what to pray. Congregation, Lord's Day 45, is placed in that part of the Heidelberg Catechism, which we call, that's the third part, on gratitude of thanksgiving. And that is primarily thankfulness for the deliverance of my sin for Christ's sake. Let me put it this way: if you have received a place at the Lord's table, hmm? you do not only know something of your misery, but by grace you know also something of deliverance for Christ's sake. And then the third part of the category says thankfulness. Remember your misery. Remember your deliverance. Would you not be thankful? The part of gratitude for a Christian in the Heidelberg Catechism, that points to two aspects, God's commandments and the Lord's prayer. Also his commandments to do that out of thankfulness. Prayer, of which the Heidelberg Catechism teaches us, the chief part of thankfulness. So when by grace you remember your misery and you may remember by grace your deliverance. You have to exercise thankfulness. You love him because he loved you first. That first. What is now the chief part of that thankful life? Prayer. The most important part of thankfulness. Prayer our speaking to the Lord, laying open our heart, most inward thoughts unto the Lord, request for everything necessary. And prayer is applicable to all of us this night as we come to church, maybe raised in a church or brought to the church, children. Children, when you pray for a new heart, or you give thanks to the Lord of that what you have received, for example, on your birthday. Or parents, when you hear sometimes your your children pray eh, in, in all simplicity, so, so childlike, did it never touch you? Open, honest. Dependent. Young people, young adults, prayers in your life that seem not to be heard. And you pray so long. Parents, grandparents, those requests to the Lord which which we may have already forgotten what we asked for and be honest tonight we're still talking about the chief the most important thing of thanks, thankfulness prayer a single ones in our midst or widows or widowers prayers so often prayed in loneliness prayer it affects all of us Prayers which the Lord hears. I called upon the Lord in distress and the Lord answered me, says the psalmist. You know those prayers? Prayer according to his will, 1 John 5. This have the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. To pray, thy will be done which at times is so hard which at times is so hard prayers that the Lord hears but at his time at his time and it might be for a while in our expectation huh? sometimes we think that the, God's answer is no to our prayers while the Lord teaches us yes but at his time and shall, shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him. Maybe you go through a period in life that you cry day and night unto him. Though he bear long with them, oh no, he will hear at his time. To exercise patience in our prayer life, Pray, 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 Each day. Patience to wait and to expect. Waiting expectations. Eh? The Psalmist, says, our eyes wait upon the Lord, our God, until, until that he has mercy upon us. Prayer that the Lord hears, but in his way. It is time, but in His way. The Lord hears, but in a different way than you expected or hoped for. To learn time and again, also in the life of prayer, what Isaiah says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord, neither are your ways my ways. Let us always remember, friends, we know not what we should pray as we ought to. And yet, And yet to experience by grace, despite our deficiencies in prayer. That the Lord is saying also in His word now unto Him that is able exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask anything, exceeding more than we pray for. And congregation, I mentioned in my prayer, and I was just reflecting here on the pulpit. When I see you as a congregation, when you started this congregation, is it not true, exceeding more than you prayed for? Does it not humble you that even a pastor that you called, the Lord, inclined his heart so that he may serve you midst exceeding more than we pray for? can also happen when someone is sick. eh? We pray the Lord and bless the means. And bless the medicines. Which the Lord may use to restore the sick. But when you see there is no recovery. And though we prayed for recovery. Maybe it was a sickness unto death. When the Lord takes one of his children home. Our prayers are heard in his way. Not that... Life was restored here on earth, but eternal life is experienced. To that place where the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. And then there are those prayers, those requests that the Lord does not grant. Mm-hmm. Young people, can happen. Can be that we. Pray not aright, eh? James 4, eh? you ask and receive not because you have amiss. Or it can be that the Lord's way and will is different than we asked for the Apostle Paul, eh? Apostle Paul, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times that I made that it might, whatever that is, but it bothered him that it might depart from me. And you pray and you pray, oh Lord, I will remove this out of my life. And then to hear. Hmm? And the Lord speaks to you, my grace, my grace is sufficient for you. Prayer, what the Lord does not grant, but my grace. This also when the Lord does not fulfill, grants not our request in prayer, and yet by grace to know what Father does is good. And to begin to learn more and more by grace, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Prayer, friends, is a privilege an undeserved privilege to speak to the Lord to pour out your heart before God but with this expectation I will hear what God the Lord will speak but also to learn more and more prayer is the chief part of thankfulness Now, maybe you ask why. Why is present prayer necessary? Yeah, particularly, young people, when you, when you say, Well, the Lord knows everything. Does not Christ Himself not say to our comfort and restriction, Take no thought. That is, be not to be concerned, not to be too anxious. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be close? For your heavenly Father knows that you know all those things. Why then, why then pray for it? Chief part of thankfulness. Huh? Thankful for the deliverance of sin and guilt by God in Christ. And gratitude that's expressed in a life of repentance and conversion. The dying of the old man. And the rising up of the new this thankfulness that is expressed in the life of a Christian in the life of prayer because to whom else shall you go than to unburden you before the Lord prayer to God for the Holy Spirit the life of the sanctification to learn that your life becomes more and more conformable to the image of God. Sanctification, a renewal, a restoration process. And congregations don't now think oh, justification, that is something that the Lord does. And my sanctification, now I have to work. It's all grace. Grace, grace, grace. Prayer is needed is required. Psalm 50 offers God thanksgiving and pay, pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Be honest tonight, congregation. How often do we not forget when the Lord hears your prayer and you have been helped out of trouble? You called upon him. You have been delivered. And you shall glorify me. How are we doing? How are we doing? Call upon me. It's the Lord's command. Heidelberg Catechism says, which God requires of us. The Lord commands us, Call unto me. Charges in everything, in prayer, in supplication, with thanksgiving. Call on the Lord. And maybe you're sitting here tonight and you say, Lord, at times I cannot pray anymore. Maybe words, but. Why then is it necessary for a Christian to pray? Francis is not to remain a beggar at the throne of grace. Prayers coming with empty. Whereas the answer said, because it is the chief part of thankfulness which God requires of us. And also because God will give His grace and Holy Spirit to those only. Do you hear? He gives His Holy Spirit. When we talk about sanctification, He gives His Holy Spirit only those who, with a sincere desire, continually ask them of Him. Continually. Not uh, in the morning and the afternoon, or in the evening and the next day, and then I give up because it seems that the Lord does not hear. Continually ask them of Him and thankful for them. And maybe there are prayers, parents in your life that you pray for your children or grandparents, for your grandchildren, that that maybe you never will see the fulfilment in your life. But then still pray with expectation. Hmm? unchangeable, faithful God, for Christ's sake, will here, in His way, and in His time. And in those times when you cannot pray, to experience that the Spirit also helps our infirmities. The Spirit itself makes intercession for us. we groanings grown, we cannot be uttered, because He makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. This this comfort for the Christian. If you cannot deny God's grace in your life, when there are times when you go through times in life and that your prayer seems to be just words, or you don't have words to speak anymore, or you cry day and night to the Lord, this comfort for each of his children. There is an intercessor. Christ at the right hand who makes intercession for you. And send His Spirit who helps in our infirmities. How then shall we pray? Question 117, what is the requisite of that prayer? Well, first to pray from the heart. Pray from the heart. Maybe it is not so much in our... And I think I can say that in our Dutch Reformed tradition. But when you look back in the early church. Church of the Reformation. They helped the congregation how to pray. The early church. There's a document of how to pray. They have three things. First, to learn the psalms by heart. To pray God's own word. Two, they say long prayers need to be avoided. And three, rules may be taught due to our weakness. Particularly for children. Help them, give them rules, how to pray. Kelvin, time of the Reformation, has written about it. He said to pray four things, to pray aright we need to prepare our hearts and minds for that. And uh, fathers, when we close the uh, say dinner or dinner table, the supper. And don't cry and grab your Bible and read and say, now we pray no, no, no. Calvin reminds us we need to prepare our hearts and minds for that all our thoughts, he said that maybe a hindrance in our speaking with God must be taken away and how many, how many hindrances do we have eh? when we pray two, he said we need to feel strongly our need and misery We must go together with a strong desire to empty such need before the Lord. Three, when we come before the countenance of the Lord, Calvin said, we must lay down all self-confidence, but with humility glorify Him. And four, our prayer must be motivated by a certain hope, persuaded that our request will be heard. so the Heidelberg Catechism, in the same line, earlier church, Calvin, says how to pray, and gives us three directions. First, that we pray for the, from the heart to the one true God only. Secondly, that we rightly and thoroughly know our need and misery. This is what Calvin also said. And thirdly, that we are fully persuaded, that not withstanding that we are unworthy of it. Do you have those times in prayer life? Can you pray? A sense of unworthy. And yet. This hope. That he certainly hear our prayer. As he promised us in his word. Thus, when we pray. We pray to God. The Lord your God you shall worship. Praying to him who is able and willing. For Christ's sake to help us. Who best knows. In what manner he will help and can help us. And to speak to the Lord with the words of his own words. To him who knows all things. The things that you wrestle with. Those things maybe in your life that no one knows. Maybe a burden. Maybe a silent sorrow. Maybe a struggle in your life. What a privilege. There is one. To whom you may bring it. The one true God only. And to bring all things. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too great. That we become before this great God. In humility. Hmm? Deeply humbling ourselves in the presence of his divine majesty. Abraham says, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which I am but dust and ashes. This deep impression, who the Lord is and who we are. Ursinus wrote in his commentary on this Lord's Day humility comes forth when we understand aright our need and misery. And it is at times that we pray with Jehoshaphat in 2, Corinthians 20, uh, 2 Chronicles 20 that he prayed with deep affliction. We have no might against the great company that comes against us, neither know we not what to do. But, but, our eyes are upon thee. Does it characterize your prayer life? But our eyes are upon thee. To pray in humility, but also with a certain hope, fully persuaded, says the Heidelberg Catech. In the original edition is a firm ground, notwithstanding that we are unworthy of it, but for Christ's sake. As Daniel 1 closed his prayer, now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplication, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary for the Lord's sake. To rest also in prayer on God's faithful promises. To experience what the Lord proclaims to Isaiah. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. That happens, congregation. That happens. Talk to God's people. Talk among yourself. There is a God in heaven who hears the cry of his people. So this is either the, the, the directions that the catechisms give us how to pray to God in humility with hope for Christ's sake. Now put your own prayers now next to these directions. Pray to God. It is not that your thoughts are wandering while you are praying. But have a deep impression. I pray to the God of heaven and earth. Speaking to the Lord. Pouring out my soul before the Lord. To pray with humility. This sense I do not deserve anything, and yet I expect everything of Him. Pray with a certain hope and confidence for Christ's sake, and how often there is not distrust. But that it might be at times with the psalmist of 27, Psalm 27, you cry out, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. Thy face, Lord, will I seek? Hide not thy face from me. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me. O God of my salvation. Has He not been your help? O seek him. And therefore let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh, congregation, prayer is a great undeserved privilege. If you're experiencing your life, there is no way forward, there is no way backward, and then to experience, there is a way to heaven, the throne of grace, for Christ's sake. The catechism says, for Christ's sake, our Lord certainly hear our prayers as he has promised it in his word. So young people, when you seek direction in your life, lift up your voice to the Lord with a certain hope. That is a knowledge to know, work by God's spirit, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of yourself, but also a knowledge of Christ. And so we come to the question: What ought we to pray for? What is then the content of prayer? What to pray for? Our third main point. Question one hundred eighteen: eh? What has the God commanded us to ask him? All things necessary for soul and body. The, the, the content of our prayer, to summarize it, to summarise it, is according to the categories, two main thoughts, for our soul and for our body, both spiritual and physical. That is the unity in prayer. This, our prayer is related to our entire life, spiritual life, to direct our life more and more to God, the Lord, in all that we do, have the Lord in mind. And to do it for his glory. Glory means the most important things in my life. More knowledge of Christ by grace. That means prayers also meditation. Meditate upon Christ's life. Meditate on Christ's death. Meditate on Christ's resurrection. His sitting at the right hand of the Father. That that, that is to our prophet. What I just mentioned, eh, to, to, to meditate on Christ's ascension and to know or to be reminded He is our advocate, intercessor in the presence of His Father. When I do not have any words to speak anymore, discomfort, there is one who advocates, makes intercession. The meditations in the life of prayer. It grant us grace to to, to, to gain more knowledge of ourselves and our needs, but also more of our need of Christ. But also our physical needs, temporal needs. Call upon me, says the Lord. The day of trouble, maybe trouble in family life, grown up children, concerns when the business is slow or financial difficulties to support your family or challenges. Bring it before the Lord. Our prayer is related to all things necessary. That is also the limitation in our prayers. All things necessary. In other words, what is most needed? Let us remember that when we pray. What really is needed? And we begin with those needs of necessity before the Lord... He let us know in his word, open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. And finally, the sequence, spiritual and then the physical, temporal and, and yet both together, as we have seen of the prayer of Nehemiah, an example that the Lord gives in his word. We heard Nehemiah's prayer, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible, that means the awesome God, that keeps covenant and mercy for them, that love Him and observe his commandments, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servants. And we hear in Nehemiah's prayer, prayer to God, God of the covenant, who he is, the Lord God of heaven, in humility, this confession of sin we have, we have sinned pleading upon God's own word remember the word spoken to Moses verse 8 and his request Lord be attentive to our prayer this undeserved but oh Lord we beseech thee grant us mercy is your prayer life a pleading life with the Lord. And therefore parents, parents teach your children early on. Not only that they must pray, but also how they pray. And what to pray for. A Kuhlman, Jacobus Coolman, is one of the 17th century reformed pastors who wrote a book, The Duty of Parents. Written I think around 1650. Well, it is still not outdated because he have page after page. He instructs young, young parents in particular how to train their children in prayer. What to pray, how to pray. Very helpful. And parents and, and young couples in our midst eh, begin the day together in prayer. And end the day together. In prayer. Husband starts. Then wife. Wife starts. Then. Together. You hear each other. Heart. Pour it out. Before the Lord. And therefore congregation in the light of the catechism te- teaching tonight based on convert let us examine our life of prayer. And maybe you have to say, there's so much shortcoming and sin, laziness and slackness in my life of prayer. Let us listen to the final part of the Catechism Teacher. A more excellent way is given to us, which Christ our Lord, they say, has comprised in that prayer he himself has taught us. Wonderful, eh? When I mean you don't have words to speak anymore. That Christ has taught his children of all the ages and times. What a privilege when my prayer is not as it ought to be. When our prayer is not not the chief part of thankfulness. When, 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 when my prayer is sometimes more on the material side than on the spiritual side. Then it is Christ who teaches his children. Sometimes so. Prayerless children, those that cannot pray anymore, who miss the words to pray, the right words. And Christ prayed for them. To his father, to their father. Christ, he prayed often and regularly with fervent cries and tears, as we learned from Hebrews 5. He prayed sometimes all night. When the Holy Spirit came down upon him and anointed him, he was praying, as we read in Luke 3. And when he faced the greatest crisis in his life, he did so with prayer. And we hear him praying for his disciples and the church on the night that he, before he died, he petitioned God in agony in the Garden of Gethsemane. And finally, on the cross, he died praying, My God, why hast thou forsaken me? And that for who? For each of his children, that you are not forsaken by him when you pray, and that you can pray, even struggling as it is, but know Christ intercedes for you, even now. And what words that that he told his children question 119 Christ praying, and, and each of his children may repeat his words may repeat word for word the prayer that opens our Father which art in heaven a prayer directed to God the Father intimate, eh? intimate as a child to his or her father adopted children true children true children Recently I heard of an adopted son who asked his father, he said, am I really your son? Do I really belong to this family? So his father brought him in his study. And he opened his will. And he said, son, read. And the son was reading and reading. And then the son said, ah, my name is there. Alongside with all the other children. My name is there. Those times that you, that you know by experience. I belong to my faithful Savior Jesus Christ. And so I call upon him. And pray to my father. Our father for all God's children. For Christ's sake. Prayer directed to God. To hello his name. To, for the coming of his kingdom. And the obedience of his will. Directed to God. That first in your prayer. That is what Christ teaches his children. First to him. Our father. A prayer that is related to our life, for our daily bread, bread, physical needs, our spiritual needs, forgiveness of our sin, deliverance of evil and the evil one. And a prayer that closes with directed to the king, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. This king, this king who knows what his subjects needs. And he knows their every need who may receive in his way and at his time receive from his fatherly hands. Oh, congregation that makes so small before him. It humbles and it grants thankfulness and it glorifies him. Oh, what a privilege of praying and prayer unto the Lord in everything. Also for this new week. And therefore, let our prayers and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. And then there are times, then there are times that you may say, Come and hear, O you that fear the Lord, and I will declare what He has done for my soul. I cried unto Him with my mouth. If I regard the iniquity in my heart, The Lord would not hear me, but verily, God has heard me. And he attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which had not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy for me. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, what a great, great privilege it is. For Christ's sake to come in prayer unto thee, and that thou attend to the voice of our prayers, and that thou have not turned away our prayers, but have shown mercy on such one as we are. O Lord, we'll bless thy word of this day to our hearts that we may meditate upon it this new week, that we may reflect on it, but also what we have learned tonight through thy word, that we may practice it in our life daily. And so remember us in thy mercy, also in this new week. Go with us, take us by heart and hand, and lead us on the way everlasting and that, for Christ's sake alone, amen.